Hello and good morning everyone. Uh, this is episode 3 of season 2 uh, and I am back to continue um, where I left over last time in, on episode 2. I said I would cover the news on the Cadillac and Dreti uh, situation on a separate um, episode so as not to, uh, well, to, to, to prolong uh, too, too, too much the the previous episode it was long enough um in the meantime some some news have um have come over uh, come up uh, which i will cover first and i think we can begin with the fact that the, the car is over uh, i did mention the crash uh, by carlos signs um in the in the ninth stage i believe of of the dark car where he crushed um the the car the audi the e-tron audi uh coming off a cliff um uh with the with the with the front of the car first um it was it was a, a severe shock um it was quite a serious accident as a result of that the car was practically um overdone um uh, i mean it was i mean it did still work after the crash which i think speaks highly um of the building quality in spite of all the of the all the unexpected and yet so many so many reliability issues audi had during this uh, dakar season uh dakar um race uh, but the car still managed to make it back to base um carlos Sainz and his uh, co-pilot when they crashed they they, they 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 suffered a big impact and as a result carlos Sainz, uh, senior of course um he when he went back to madrid um, he was still complaining about chest pain and it turned out that he had uh, a couple of broken ribs um, which will need to be taken care of. Um, it seems there's nothing too serious, but it's definitely something to to be uh, looked after. It will take some time to recover. Um, so the, the the end of the of the Dakar 2023, absolutely a beautiful race. Um, some of the of the scenery is just unbelievable. It just looks like you are transported to to Mars or to to an alien planet. Uh, the dunes, the the sun, it, it really has a different color, at least from where I live in Luxembourg. Um, not, not of course, to say that we don't have beautiful scenery in Luxembourg. We do. There are beautiful scenery almost in every country I visited. Um, I think that I can't think of, of a country that doesn't have um, beautiful, beautiful landscapes. But uh, I have to say that the the immensity um the enormousness of of the of the dunes um and then this uh, red tone uh upon which everything is kind of built upon is just unbelievable uh magnificent so beautiful and uh with with that said um the the, the most important uh, aspect of the dakar was that it was won by the by the almighty Al Atia uh, driver um, driving for Toyota. He'd done it again. He's an incredible beast. I know that uh, Fernando Alonso professes a big, a huge respect for him, and, and no wonder why he's is very, very strong. 
even though Sebastian Loeb came second, uh, he did a really good job too, especially picking up um, perhaps on a, on a poorer start. But he managed to, to get back on track and to eventually uh, win three stages on a row, which uh, secured him that P2 at the end. Really good uh, by him. Um, I think uh, it's just a testament um, overall of, of, of the experience that some teams have and it's definitely of the drivers. Perhaps uh, this um, 2023 season uh, really proved that Audi had to to really still polish some of the edges. Um, they had a really competitive car, perhaps helped by the fact that it had this uh, balance of power arrangement um, that in comparison to the Termic engines, they were given a bit more boost or so is was claimed by, by the other drivers, especially Al-Atiyah, Al who was um particularly critical about that about this this aspect um complaining about how audi had been giving a a heads up a a, a benefit over the traditional engine uh with this um, balance of power um computation but whatever it is they had a strong uh, team they just have to work on those reliability issues perhaps some of the reliability issues are not so much with the with the electrical part that they are responsible for, but perhaps some of the of the of the, of the parts uh, which make up the car, uh, which come from third-party providers, are are not fully in fully in tuned with with the car. They need to be better adapted, or perhaps they have to revise some of the building uh, methods or so on. Nothing, um, I, I think that won't be um, tackled and and and. and well, solved for the for next year um they are they have a really uh long uh, long uh, history of, of winning everything they do they know how to build teams they know how to be, put the quality uh up there and i am i am confident that they will that they will um continue in this path uh just it comes to mind to to really um perhaps dive divert into the fact that Adi was at Le Mans. They won an absolute um, stunning of of, uh, of uh, Le Mans races. I think overall, I checked and it's thirteen uh, wins for uh, Audi, uh, nineteen for Porsche, and nine for Ferrari. Uh, which means that uh, the Volkswagen Group uh, together they hold, I mean, combined uh, an astonishingly. Um, the number i mean it's just incredible incredible that you can you can win so many so many times 32 times um le mans it proves um well i mean the the working method the the the, the degree of perfection that, that this um these two teams have but but in fact i think you can look at them as one corporate entity uh, as a matter of fact, in, in coming back to Formula One, Andreas Seidel is joining the Audi team um, for 2026, which I think, knowing his past in, 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 in Porsche, in Le Mans, uh, he was the man that built the team and that made uh, Porsche success over the last, um, I think, four or five years in, in Le Mans. Um, I mean, he, he, he was 
the the architect of the team um, and of all the wins they they managed to to acquire over the, his period as as, as team principal um, at the World Endurance Endurance Championship. Um, I think there is no point to go much more in detail into this, but absolutely incredible. Huge congratulations to Toyota too for winning the Dakar. And um, with that said, um, just the uh, another aspect of the news that, that have come up um, was that the FIA came up with a ban or a cap, or so to speak, on using F1 as a platform for personal agendas. This is targeted to put a limit on, on or to, to, to ban completely. Um, at least it would seem that their intention is as such for the time being. To put a limit on drivers using Formula One to promote uh, environmental issues, to promote uh, racial uh, non-discrimination um, ideology, um, ideas. Um, philosophy, blah blah blah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't know. So whatever you, the each. I mean, I think that the most, the most notorious or or outspoken drivers were Vettel and Lewis. Um, Lewis being more concerned about um, fighting racism um, in general, but foremost uh, in Formula One. And uh, Vettel developed this environmental consciousness over the last years, which um, he uh, was rather outspoken about it, uh, using the F1 platform to complain about the use of uh, fossil fuels um, and in general the, the, the importance of taking care of the planet if we want to leave a, a heritage, a, a planet to, 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 to our future generations that is sustainable and that is habitable. Um, the FIA was not very happy about this because I think it tackles one of the big, big issues in Formula One that, and that is uh, economic interests, financial interests that come in direct com conflict with pers this personal uh, agendas, these, these topics which um, you can imagine that some countries are not very happy to 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 welcome certain certain events if they are going to disrupt the internal peace, the internal stability of the country. I'm thinking about perhaps the the certain uh, certain Muslim countries which are not particularly happy to to receive Formula One. Um, if they are going to be uh, portrayed as, as, as dictatorships, as not respecting human rights, as not respecting uh, women's rights, as not respecting uh, environmental rights and so on. I mean, you can think of probably of the US with their environmental issues um, or, or non-respect for environmental issues. Um, that, that would be probably the, the critic, uh, the criticism. Um, I mean, even the some of the European countries will face criticism in that regard. So it's it's really a, a lot of issues that that pester, uh, so to speak, uh, governments, and they they don't want to to I mean to be the venue to to really have these these event 
uh, within their territory if it's going to, to cost them a great deal of, of disruption internally and criticism in the international stage. As a result, Formula One has tried to remain neutral and they want to really just be about uh, driving and not, not using uh, Formula One as, as, a, as a means to, to export um, a modest vivendi, a, a way of thinking, uh, whether that be the European or the most, or if you want to call it the more, more, more advanced um, stance on human rights, on environmental issues and so on. Um, the FIA seem to be really drastic about this uh, cap on, 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 on the personal agenda of certain drivers. Total Wolf has re responded that he's not so much concerned about these new uh, regulation because in the end uh, he believes it's not going to be enforced so strictly as it appears um, as written. I would imagine that that whoever is behind this regulation, and I imagine that is the the promoters of of, of the races of the of the races, the different venues, will be quite quite motivated to to have these regulation um, enforced as strictly as possible in order to uh, I mean to prevent. Lewis talking too much or any other driver talking too much and, and, and really pestering them, annoying them. So perhaps uh, Total Wolf is not really apprehending, is not really um, evaluating the, the consequences of, of, the, of the whole picture. Uh, but he's inside Formula One. I imagine that he knows better than anyone what's, or he's one of the best places at least to, to really evaluate what's the consequences and how this is going to be interpreted. I imagine that uh, because he represents Mercedes and he represents uh, Lewis in vis-a-vis uh, -vis the, the FIA for, for a lot of aspects, um, if it's excluding, of course, the driver's, uh, driver's aspect, he will have um, lobbied um, on behalf of Lewis to, to really allow the team, uh, the team interest, the driver's interest to, to, to be um, in tune or respected as much as possible. I doubt very much that Lewis is going to relinquish his fight, which I consider it to be a personal fight for uh, the promotion of, of, of a higher standards of human rights, of, of the inclusion of, of minorities and so on. Uh, he should be a politician, no, no, no wonder about that. Uh, speaking about politician, he certainly portrays himself as a certain, with a certain humbleness and um, has no issue on, on displaying himself as, a, as, as an educated um, mind, not so much in, in terms of higher education, but in terms of, of his understanding of, of the world his understanding of the struggles of, of certain parts of the world. Um, and he's always very outspoken about uh, well, uh, social struggles, um, financial struggles in certain areas of the world. Um, and yet that doesn't deprive him of, 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 you know, of, of having his, his financial security really... Um, established, I mean, just protected. I mean, 
he just uh, they caught the talks, of course, uh, about his his uh, contract extension. I would imagine uh, with Mercedes, and he's asked for a total of four hundred million for uh, two seasons, which means two hundred million a season, which means quite a lot of money, if you ask me. Uh, I don't really know what he does with his money, um, and not that is any of my business. I would imagine that he he spends it in, in 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 well, I mean, I have no idea in real estate, cars, and and probably um, I don't know buying companies. I mean, I know he's going to to finance a movie now or something like that with about Formula One uh, with uh, Apple CEO uh, Tim Cook. And so on. So he's he's got some um, other things uh, on the side that he he does um, uh, as a side note to Formula One. But uh, I mean, I would imagine, and I I mean I I would hope rather than I would imagine. I hope that he he uses that that much money to invest back in society. And that is, um, I mean, of course, paying his taxes, um, which some artists and some sports athletes, uh, some 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 athletes, tend to have some issues uh, with with regard to taxes. I don't know. Perhaps it is that that when you are so fast around a track, or when you are so quick in a, in a football pitch, you you perhaps fail to. To be sufficiently calm to and rested to, to listen to your tax advisors, um, or perhaps you're too smart not to listen to your tax advisors, rather, and you decide to abscond from your duties as a good citizen and pay your taxes, uh, taxes that uh, at the end of the of the chain will um, hopefully go back to, to society in order to promote the social. Uh, the welfare state to 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 uh, fund uh, I mean the health services to fund education to fund uh, any sort of, of 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 service that is provided by the state. But aside from paying taxes, which is very important in order to 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 keep uh, the welfare state alive, and nowadays, especially if we are um, heading towards a financial crisis or, or times of struggle, times of, 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 of uh, financial uncertainty, we need more than ever uh, to, to provide those who are uh, struggling in, in, in our society the means to survive and that is through the help of the, of the state, through, by providing shelter, by providing food, by providing uh, support in any way whatsoever, be that education, be that um, healthcare and aside from from paying taxes, as I said, I would hope that he gives uh, donations to um, charities that help um, in any way whatsoever, be that migrants or or, or people um, uh, that are homeless or people that are struggling with I don't know uh, mental issues, people that are struggling with fear, disabilities. I don't know uh, anything of you can imagine, but. Giving back, giving back some of that of that well earned money. No, no wonder. But um, I mean, there there is this 
theory in 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 um, I think it's in um, sociology that describes that the basic needs in the human life are to be uh, well to have a roof over your head and to have uh, food to to nourish um, and so as not to be starved. Secondly, um, you you want to be uh, clothed and so on. As you go up the pyramids, you essentially reach the point where anything is superfluous to you because nothing um, is exciting anymore because you've got you have it all. Uh, if you want to buy a Porsche, you can buy a Porsche on the spot. If you want to buy a forty million property, you can buy it on the spot. Blah blah blah. Um, and I think these these kind of uh, multimillionaire athletes are. are uh, or artist or whatever they are they've reached that point where where money becomes uh, or is the, the meaning or the significance of money is diluted and um, I mean I, I think the the way to, to really go back uh, and put your, your feet on earth is to go back and, and give society some of that um, some of that which has made you who you are um, I mean, some people may make may make think that Louis or so many athletes that come from poor backgrounds, they didn't, they were not giving any help, they were not supported in any ways whatsoever by the government or by the by by pri- private uh, citizens um, or foundations or charities, whatever that is, whatever you want to call it, um, but. I mean, I think it's part of 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 uh, social uh, of the social aspect of human nature to to try to improve uh, your environment, and there is so much uh, struggle going on around the world that you want to to really uh, tackle that. And before I digress into a whole political statement, <laughs> which is uh, somehow where I ended up. Um, that can be because uh, it's a bit too early in the morning to to be uh, talking and perhaps the mind goes um, uh, haywires and, and, and just digresses to, to all the topics. Um, so uh, on the Cadillac uh, and Andretti, which perhaps you might be wondering when is he going to talk about that. So the, the thing began because Formula One, um, well, has agreed that is now limited to 10 teams, uh, which corresponds to 20 drivers. And there's been talks, uh, rumors on the paddock for, for a few years that uh, newer teams, new teams wanted to, to join the paddock, but because of this rule, they were simply unable to do so. Uh, the Andretti team, they have tried uh, to, to join Formula One by one way or another. And the four, the, uh, the the question that should precede all the, all these talk about Andretti joining Formula One should be who is Andretti? So Marion Andretti was a American uh, F1 driver, uh, Indy car driver. Um, I believe he did NASCAR too at some point. Um, he was relatively successful. I think he didn't actually win a championship. He just uh, won a uh, number of races. Well, I stand corrected. He actually won the 1978 World Championship. Um, has won um, the uh, the Indianapolis 500, um, the Daytona 500. Uh, so he, he's 
an American driver, as I said, that then uh, went on uh, to uh, create his own uh, racing team in the US, which has been fairly successful, uh, which um, races, uh, I think, foremost in, in the indie in the IndyCar, uh, which was then associated to McLaren for in 2016 um, to compete the Indy 500 uh, with Alonso. That was not very successful. The Honda engine failed. What a surprise. Ha ha ha. Uh, it's a joke, actually. And, and um, that year it was a Cadillac engine that won the, the Indy 500. And the year after that, it was a Honda. So no bad publicity for Honda, just part of the business, but whatever. Um, Andretti, the Andretti team is a very successful American racing team. Very, very successful. They've been involved in, in, in the IndyCar uh, tremendously. They are a big name in the industry. A lot of millions uh, around that, that team. Um, and as a result, they've been, I think, uh, looking to, to really expand their operations. And as a result, they, they started looking for, for a team they could buy or join as a partnership in Formula One. I would imagine that Mario Andretti, the, the forerunner of, of this family, the, the godfather of this family, so to speak, um, who's actually of Croatian origin. Um, I didn't see that coming. Um, knowing his, his past involvement in Formula One, perhaps he remains kind of emotionally attached to Formula One in one way or another. And he thought, well, why not uh, go into Formula One and, and really try to, to, well, to, to find a new, a new competition, a new, a new field in which to, to excel. And so they began their, their talks with Formula One and all the, the doors seemed to be closed. They, they, they were asked uh, an entry fee, uh, which were, they were, I mean, moderately um, willing to pay. It was a, I think it was about two, two, three hundred million um, uh, as, a, as an entry fee. Um, I, sorry, I just checked the, whether I was correct on the, on the fee. I think it is correct. It is about 200 million. Um, which is actually a figure that they want to to change um, for the future because uh, teams are concerned that if uh, one or two teams would join Formula One for that amount of money, they would uh, lose um, the, the 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 share they they get back from Formula One for um, as a result of of the arrangements. On the on the distribution of, of capital um, that is uh, uh, rights associated to Formula One, so uh, viewer TV rights and so on, and and uh, I don't know how many because of organizing Formula One teams get money back, um, and especially the big teams are concerned that they, they, they this would dilute their share, and they want to increase that to a much more uh, significant figure so as not to see their their share. Uh, reduced significantly. Um, the Andretti team then, um, they tried to join uh, a number of teams. They started with Sauber, which actually failed on the last minute because of reasons that were not published, but I imagine they were because of, of control. Sauber not wanting to relinquish all their, all their control or, or over the, for the American team. 
There was also an attempt to um, then uh, go on on by themselves as um, as a lone uh, uh, team, as a lone uh, wolf, and um, that at the beginning was like, well, let's try to dissuade them financially, and they said, I mean, you have to pay this this entry fee. And the the American team said no problem. We'll I mean no problem. Uh, it's it's excessive, but we'll we'll pay and we'll we'll join Formula One. And then Formula One really was like, whoa, uh, damn it, they haven't really responded positively to to our dissuasion. What do we do now? And so they they really went into into the little book uh, that contains all the rules and they said well as long as the FIA doesn't uh, open so to speak the table uh, a discussion a round table to to envisage if if, if one can say so uh, the possibility of new teams joining the grid well there is really no no, no nothing to to discuss and so um, the teams were like, okay, let's 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 settle on that. We we know that they are willing to pay, but for the time being, given that there is no um, spot, the 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 FIA hasn't called for um, shared any any or published any call for for interest. We're on the safe side. But then the new uh, FI director uh, Ben Sulayem, they he, he went uh, uh, on a on a rogue mission and decided, well, let's let's do it. And then he invited teams that would want to join Formula One to submit their their proposal, their, their uh, well, to to first to to let it be known to uh, call for interest. And so the this current situation really developed upon that because uh, the Americans went on uh, along with a Thai team, and they both expressed their interest to join the grid in for, for in Formula One, and the teams that are currently uh, in Formula One they went a bit like whoa whoa whoa, this is not what we expected. This is definitely not what we wanted. Um, what is Formula One doing? And so uh, they did their maths and they turned, I mean, they confirmed the, the worst fears and that is that they would lose money. And so they said, no, 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 this is not happening. Uh, we're not letting um, no, two teams join the grid and, and really take away from us uh, part of the cake that we have so, um, so, so much fought for. And so... The Andretti team is now somehow blocked. Uh, they have actually signed a partnership, I believe, with Cadillac, so that if they were to join Formula One, they would join together, which is a big, big statement um, for 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 the sport. Uh, a big name, Cadillac, uh, which is a very, very strong team in the US. They they really do have a presence in Indy. They do really have a presence in in in, in, in the NASCAR. I think they, they are a really good manufacturer. Um, but for the time being, all that is kind of shelved because Formula One is, is at the point where they don't really know what to do. Um, 
and that is because teams on I imagine Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari are the main the main um, opponents to that to that new proposal. Certainly, perhaps Williams is another stronger opponent to to that uh, new proposal. Um, with the smaller teams being a bit more favorable because their share is is going to be affected, but not so much uh, in respect to to the teams that have some sort of legacy, so to speak, and that uh, have a lot to or have a great share to lose. And why do I include Williams on that uh, on that uh, list of opponents? even if they are a team that are currently at the back of the grid, as opposed to the 1980s or the 1990s, for that matter. And that is because they, they do get a significant share of money because of their heritage, um, because of their number of, of um, championship, world championship that they had, um, that they won in the, in, during the glorious era. And that still is paying off. Um, Ferrari is the biggest uh, uh, receiver of that heritage uh, money because, I mean, they haven't won anything in the last uh, 13 years, 14 or 15 years. Yet they, 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 they still, no, 14 years, sorry, 14 years, they, they, still, um, they are still treated like the biggest team uh, in terms of uh, share of money because it's Ferrari, basically. And there is no sport, there is no Formula One without Ferrari, as simple as that. Um, and some people will disagree, uh, and that is my honest opinion. I think Formula One is foremost Ferrari f fighting for the championship, uh, or fighting for seventh, or fighting for tenth, but a, a very significant number of viewers are there because of Ferrari, they are there because of the legacy, they're there because of the red cars. As simple as that, um, Mercedes, yeah, sure, but they are uh, at the end of the day, they're just a newcomer. Uh, they have a very extensive legacy in the world of motorsport, no, no, no doubt about that, I won't discuss that, but they are not Ferrari and that's the end of the, uh, of the discussion. If you push me, I would say that Formula One at the end of the day is it comes down to three teams um, that I think at least mm, the older generation um, feels a bit more more emotionally attached to. Perhaps the newer the newer generation haven't got that that attachment, but that would be Ferrari foremost. That would be McLaren in second place. And that would be uh, Williams in third place. These three teams are the legacy of the past. They are um, these three teams are are a part of a of a club of, of, of teams that have won it all. Uh, that were unbeatable for a, for a certain time, and that they've had in their in their uh, seats some of the biggest names in the industry. They had uh, Schumacher. They had. Um, Alonso, they had the Vettels, they had the the Lewis, they had the Senna's, they had the Prost, they had the Nigel Mansells, they had uh, you name it, um, Niki Lauda, they had the Mario Andretti, they had the biggest names in the industry, um, James Hunt, um, I mean, uh, Fittipaldi, I don't know, you, there, there's so many, and they've they are they're certainly coming down in numbers. 
because Lotus is go is gone, uh, Raham is gone. Uh, yeah, some some uh, Tyrrell is gone. Some 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 of the teams that were there and that were really strong back in the days. Uh, strong in terms of of winning, not so much in terms of financial situation, but they they really won everything. Um, they they disappeared over the years, but Ferrari is 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 I think the biggest name in this industry, and so um, the arrival of new teams perhaps is seen as a, a bit with a on a with a Freudian uh, connotation. It's the 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 newborn that uh, the elder brothers don't really know what what how is how is he going to disrupt uh, the family dynamics. Um, it's always a difficult to, to to have 22 siblings um or 12 uh, 11 siblings for that matter 12 siblings um in terms of teams not of drivers it's it's a bit of a i think it's, yeah, there's a freudian connotation to it if you want to 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 apply um psychoanalytics to the situation um but I think they will solve it um, and essentially through money. The question is, in, in, I, I, I wonder whether it's all about money or whether there is something that, is, that transpires the financial dimension. And I think on that, there is a certain animosity that, had, that has grown over the last years by the more conventional teams against the Americanization of Formula One. Because the Americans now own Formula One, it's Liberty Media. They have implemented all these new, all these new uh, methods of working. They've, they've brought Netflix, they've brought all these media events and so on. New races, new venues, uh, new people, new ways of doing um, the media, the media, and so on. And so, a bit, bit perhaps you you find that the teams are saying, "This is not really what we signed up uh, when we were with Bernie." I mean, Bernie was a bit more like a with a private game where uh, it's a bit like going like going sh shooting with a, with a king. It's just a small number of people. Um, they go on on a, on, a, on, a, on a bunch of the defenders on a countryside. Uh, you shoot the goose. Um, uh, you bring your your uh, wild mammal and you flush them out and blah blah blah. And then you go home, have a, a zip of whiskey, go to bed, and and the day is over. You get your money, your prize back, blah blah blah. And now it's a bit more like a circus where um, everything is subject to these. Uh, money policy everything has to to somehow reward you in terms of money which don't get me wrong red bull ferrari mercedes every single team mclaren every single team they live off making money uh, and their way of making money is through formula one is through competing is through winning races and so on but perhaps they find that an American team with an engine manufacturer, also American, would be a bit too much American in an already very American industry, or at least that has turned very American over the last years. And so perhaps it's a way of, 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 of controlling the American influence and saying, well, 
I mean, do we really want it to be so American that in two, three years, five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line, we have all the IndyCar uh, manufacturers here and we kind of find ourselves in a minority and that would be tremendously bad to find Europeans uh, be the minority in the in the F1 industry because it's called the world championship but it's surely the European um, formula it's about European drivers it's about European races it's about Europe it's not about Americans it's not about um, Asians. It's not about any other. Uh, I mean, there are no African um, teams, but uh, it's about bloody Europeans. And we're not going to let the Americans take over Formula One and, and really um, turn these into another one of their of their shows. I think that might be some of the concerns that are in the mind of, of the of certain teams. And, well, with that, with that, I think I've shared my opinion. I think uh, it would be a great thing to see the Andretti Cadillac team join uh, because we would have a really diverse uh, grid. We would have Audi, we would have Ferrari, we would have Mercedes, uh, Red Bull, we would have Cadillac as an engine manufacturer too. It would really expand the 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 greed and to show us a bit more of of what teams can do when they push one another and to really put a cap put a limit on on domination uh, which is so pesteringly boring uh and of course i'm pointing at mercedes and i am pointing at red bull and i wish i would be pointing at ferrari but it isn't the case i wish i would be pointing at alpine but it isn't the case and I wish I would be pointing at Williams, but it isn't the case either. So um, with that said, uh, please note that the Donkey's Garage has a new Instagram account, uh, which I invite you all please to follow. Um, you will find exclusive content there, which I have been advised to, to do, because apparently it gets people to follow one uh, one's account. Um, but yeah, the idea is to grow a bit of a stronger um, brand brand image uh, using um, this this new account where I will be, well, of course, posting um, the irrelevant information about the videos. I will try to bring uh, exclusive content, of course, in order to keep up with my word. And um, I think that's 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 all. Um, Thank you, for, thank you very much for listening, uh, as always. Um, it has been a fairly long uh, episode, but at least you got some politics in it uh, if you wanted to disconnect from Formula One. Um, you also had a bit of Dakar, which is another motorsport um, discipline that is quite interesting. Uh, and news about Cadillac and the Americans. How, how interesting. Uh, on that note, thank you very much for, for, for listening. Uh, as I said, please uh, follow the Instagram account um, at the Donkey's Garage, um, as, as it's called. You will, I think you will find it. The logo is exactly the same. The, fa the face, uh, the illustration is the face of the donkey. Um, and with that, as always, if you want to participate in one of the episodes, uh, please uh, let me know send me a message 
send a message send me a message to the donkey's garage instagram uh and i let me reiterate or let me make uh, this point clear i don't want people i don't, I, I don't necessarily want people that are learned in the in the field of 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 uh, formula one or the motorsport industry you can come and talk whatever you want you can talk to me about uh why you don't like formula one why you don't like cars why you don't like um i don't know cars going around a circle i think it's just about having people's opinion uh shared it's about a round table there are no wrong answers there are no wrong uh, guesses it's just a way of really getting uh, ideas out there and well learning from one another um with that uh have a good day um fellow and so on and i will be back hopefully before um the start of uh the winter season uh w winter testing which i believe it begins in february the first or two, uh, the first weekend of february um at Bahrain, I believe it is. So on that note, thank you very much and have a good day.